We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Quickly. Accelerates. Cups. And finishes. Emmanuel quickly in his bag. All right. Um, coming at you live at uh, 7.15 on Thursday night. Um, was hoping this would be a a happier emergency live stream, but uh, some some not so great news. Emmanuel quickly did not win the NBA's Sixth Man of the Year award. It was instead taken by Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I will, of course, try to keep it classy here and first and foremost say congratulations to Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon was a, a very good sixth man this year. Um, he was, in many years, I think he would have been the deserving winner. Um, I am not going to sit here and, and bash Brogdon because I think so often when we do this award stuff. It's like in order to to stand for your guy, you have to bash the other guy. I don't. That's not particularly appealing to me. Um, Brogdon's he had a, a really nice year as a six man. I don't think he was the six man of the year, and I think most people who are watching this, um, obviously a lot of Knicks fans, uh, would agree with me, which leads us to why I think this is such a disappointing evening. And I, I say that kind of, I've had a sense of this for a few, not that I knew anything, but just like you saw some of the voting come in and you kind of, you saw the, the betting odds jumped in Brogdon's favor for a hot minute there. And then they evened out. I had a sense this was coming. I had a, I had a bad feeling. And the feeling that I had was mostly derived from the fact that when once momentum got behind quickly and it really, it started in the weeks leading up to his explosion against Brogdon in the Boston garden. And that, in that what you could argue was the best win of the regular season for the Knicks. Um, shortly after that, uh, there was a pushback against the idea that Emmanuel quickly was a deserving six man of the year. And as best as I can tell the genesis of the pushback, the biggest part of the pushback is that Emmanuel quickly started too many games. And the other part of that is that it's a New York bias and that because of some kind of New York bias, um, the fact that Emmanuel quickly started so many games and achieved a lot of his stats in starts was being overlooked. And we were all overthinking 
something that was um, quite simple and that, you know, Malcolm Brogdon was obviously the sixth man of the year. Well, first of all, in regards to the idea of uh, New York bias, that's patently ridiculous. I mean, go look at any awards race um, from, I mean, rarely ever. And the notion that like people vote for players because they're in New York. I mean, it's, it's just very silly. It's, it's not borne out by any shred of truth. That's first of all, or, and the notion that like, Oh, the NBA like needs a Nick to win six minutes a year because it'll be good for like, what? That's it's nonsense. Um, so let's put that aside for a second. This Emmanuel quickly started too many games. So I'm going to give you some numbers from the past. This is the past 20 years. And actually, most of them are really more recent, more with them. With, there's one from tw- uh, 20 years ago and uh, the rest are from the last 16 years. Lamar Odom, 35 games started. Bobby Jackson, this is the one from 20 years ago, 26 games started. Jamal Crawford in one of the years he won 24 games started out of like 60 something Manu Ginobili 23 games started all four of those guys in years that they won six men of the year started more games than Emmanuel quickly started this year. Emmanuel quickly started 21 games this year. Lou Williams in the year he won started 19 games. Leandro Barbosa in the year he won started 18 games. Um, Eric Gordon in a year he won recently 2017 started 15 games and then you go beyond that. And like, there's a lot of winners that have around 10 or 11 games started. So I find it fascinating that if par for the course in terms of average starts for an NBA, and there are some six man of the year award winners that didn't start any games. John Starks didn't really start many. Um, uh, J.R. Smith. I, I don't, I don't think he started, maybe he started zero or one. So there's definitely some six man of the year winners that have not started any games. Um, but like the average is in the double digits and it's, I would say if you averaged it out, it's probably somewhere around 13, 14, 15. If you account for the last 20 years, Manu quickly started 21, not unprecedented. I think when you combine the utter nonsense of that narrative with another thing, and maybe this is just me. And part of the problem is there are no voting criteria for six man of the year. It's not like the NBA says, you know, only account for what they did coming off the bench or it's the spirit of like how they lift their team when they come off the bench. There is none of that. It's there's none of that. You're just comparing the players and the criteria is you could consider anyone who came off the bench for more games than they started. That's it. That's the criteria. Anything else is your individual whatever that you want to put on this. And I think it's relevant to point out that Malcolm Brogdon this year came off the bench. Make sure I hold on. Make sure I get this right. Malcolm Brogdon this year came off the bench for 67 games. Emmanuel quickly this year came off the bench for 60 games. The reason those numbers are so close is because Malcolm Brogdon did not play in 15 games this year. And in fact, Malcolm Brogdon played in about 300 or excuse me, 600 fewer minutes than Emmanuel quickly played 
this year. That is something that obviously was not considered by voters for this for this award, because if it was any rational sane voter would have looked at these two candidates and they would have said, well, they're kind of dead even. One guy played 600 more minutes and thus contributed six more minutes of good stuff. We're getting to the good stuff he contributed in a bit to his team. And thus, he was more valuable. He meets the criteria for six men. We should give it to him. That's not what happened. Even if you're a voter who's like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to completely throw out all of the games that Emmanuel quickly started, which, again, to be clear, would be upending the entire history of this award. Even if you threw out the games that he started, there's a compelling case for why Emmanuel quickly and Malcolm Brogdon should be neck and neck. And the compelling case comes with the fact that as a saw as a starter, the on off numbers for Emmanuel quickly are not life changing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he was certainly a, a positive. Um, I'm actually going to pull it up right here. So I have it. But they were they were fine um, where Emmanuel quickly excelled was in his impact off the bench. And again, if you are a perhaps a traditional voter and you are someone who wanted to consider the fact that we're OK, we can't we can't give him the award because of what he does, um, what he does coming, you know, off uh, with the starters. So here I got it right here. So net rating with the starters, Emmanuel quickly plus three point six net rating with the bench. Emmanuel quickly plus 7.6. So that means in the, I, I want to say 1500, 1600, 1700 minutes, Emmanuel quickly played off the bench. His team during those minutes, when he came off the bench in those games had a better net rating than anyone else in the sport, any other team in the sport plus 7.6 is better than the league leading Boston Celtics. Speaking of the league leading Boston Celtics, and again, I, I I said I wasn't going to trash the other candidate, but I do think it is worth pointing out. This is not trashing Malcolm Brogdon. This is merely pointing out a reality. And the reality is when Malcolm Brogdon was on the floor, his team was worse than when he was not on the floor. Um, they were, to be very specific, five point is according to cleaning the glass, 5.2 points per hundred possessions worse. So, again, if you're a traditional voter and your criteria is, well, the spirit of the award is who comes in and gives their team a real jolt and who uplifts their team off the bench and who steadies the ship off the bench and all of those sorts of things. You can't say that about Malcolm Brogdon because they were worse when he was in the game. Now, I understand this is comparing apples to oranges because the Boston Celtics are much better than the New York Knicks as a baseline. And Malcolm Brogdon, if he comes off the bench and he does a good job, should not be it should not be held against him how good the Celtics starters are. However, that would be an excuse for if his plus minus was around even, or rather his on off was about even or a little bit less than negative. His on off is in the twenty sixth percentile league wide. Emmanuel Quickly's on off is in the 91st percentile. 
Here are some of the players within a few points per 100 possessions of Emmanuel Quickly's plus 8.5. And again, this is according to Cleaning the Glass, which puts him in the 91st percentile. Here, percentile. Here's a couple of, of, couple of players. Steph Curry, plus 8.6 to Emmanuel Quickly's plus 8.5. Giannis Antetokounmpo, plus 8.1. Paul George, plus 7.8. Luka Doncic. Plus 7.3. Devin Booker, plus 8.8. Your defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., plus 8.8. And oh, by the way, your defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, his team is 5.5 points per 100 possessions stingier when he's on the court. Emmanuel, quickly, his team is 12 points stingier per 100 possessions when he is on the court. That number is the best of any rotation player in basketball. I- I'm hammering home all of this because. I do not want to seem like the Nick fan who's coming on here and bitching and moaning because their guy didn't win. I said it at the top and I will say it again. Emmanuel quickly had a, I don't want to call it a rock solid case for the, I know there are some people certainly with Nick's film school, shout out to XJ who's been making the case for months. I know there are some people, you know, with Nick's film school and elsewhere who would call it a rock solid case. And I'm not going to disagree with those people. For me, it's like one level down from that. Do I think this is egregious that Malcolm Brogdon won? I don't know that I would go that far, but I do think it warrants a little bit of bitching and moaning because even if it's not an egregious misstep here, I think the reason why we're not sitting here and talking about Emmanuel quickly as a six man of the year is because of this fakakta nonsense that started burbling up about a month ago with oh you can't do it for this reason or that reason or that reason it's utter nonsense and i'm not even talking about the fact that um i i i i, I he had the, he had this he had this and a lot of smart basketball people and we haven't seen the voting t- totals yet a lot of smart basketball people um did indeed vote for him i don't think the voting totals have been released yet i'm very curious to see what happens when they um, do get released. Um, oh, here we go. Right now, I'm looking at them. All right. So Brogdon wins with 408 points to Emmanuel Quickly's 326. He got 60 first place votes to Quickly's 34. Um, Brogdon got votes from 98 people. Emmanuel Quickly, it looks like, got votes from 90, from adding or correctly, 97, yeah, 90, 91 people. So interesting. Okay. Um, that's it. I don't really have much more to say other than that. Um, I guess that actually, no, I will, I'll say one more thing, which is that, you know, I, I don't want to go on a whole rant about the NBA's awards voting procedures, but like, if you watch the Knicks enough this year, and look, I, I shouldn't even, I, I didn't watch the Celtics enough to be like, oh, I know what Malcolm Brogdon's impact was on the Celtics. I can't say that. I didn't watch the Celtics enough this year. But I watched a lot of the Knicks. And when I tell you, and I don't need to tell you if you're watching this probably, that Emmanuel Quickly's impact on the Knicks and the difference he made on the Knicks was just night and day and again last number that i'm gonna throw at you for this when emmanuel quickly so there have been 
get this exact exactly correct. There have been hold on, where is it? here we go? One thousand six hundred and forty-seven minutes this year. One thousand four hundred or six hundred and forty-seven minutes this year, where Emmanuel quickly has not played for the Knicks. And those minutes are obviously a lot of minutes with starters. Um, in those 1,647 minutes, the Knicks have been outscored by 2.1 points per 100 possessions. That would have them nowhere close to the playoffs if it was over the course of a full season. It would have them probably would have been in the running for a bottom, certainly bottom six record, bottom five record, maybe bottom, bottom five, six record, something like that. Minus 2.1. Per 100 possessions. There, there's no other rotation player that's been with them the entire year that is even remotely close. The next closest is Mitchell Robinson. And when Mitchell Robinson has been um, off the court, the Knicks are still outscoring opponents by eight points per or 0.8 points per 100 possessions. When Emmanuel Quigley is on the court this year, New York is outscoring teams by 6.2 points per 100 possessions, and that is in 2,344 minutes. And again, I read you the stats before about the difference between these when with the starters and with the subs. That number, if we only considered his impact off the bench when he's with the subs, that number would be even higher. It would be, if I'm doing some like quick assuming, quick estimation math in my head, it would be something like plus. Oh, wait, no, we, I don't need to do the math in my head because we just, I read it off. It would be plus seven point something. It would be the best net rating in the league if it was just considering him with the subs. Um, that's it. Um, my, my daughter's very upset that Emmanuel quickly did not win six man of the year. But the last, we, we go on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and pre 
protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I'm going to call Andrew up here for one second as we transition to Super Chats. Hi, John. Um, Andrew, what are your thoughts on this matter? So I first off want to say that I'm I'm thankful for people like John Macri for the leveled, respectful, measured analysis where you don't come on and rant and rave. Like I've, I've given you shit over the last week and a half for stuff like this. And it is appreciated that you can acknowledge that Malcolm Brockton had a great year. He is a worthy candidate for second place of sixth man of the year. Absolutely. I mean, we just thought Emmanuel Quickly's was better in your eyes. And that's how you you phrased it. That's how you um, decided to come on here with that energy. But to the clam chowder chugging morons in the NBA media, what are you doing? I never want to hear that everything's better in Boston anymore. So, so, so just Tom Brady retires and you forget what the value of impact is? Like, what, what's, what's going on here? We just decided because of a technicality. So if Tibbs just decided in the 21 games that he would like have Emmanuel quickly sub in one minute into the game, then he wins the award hands down. So let me let me go to a baseball example, John. So like Edwin Diaz last year had a great year. RIP, by the way, Edwin Diaz. I hope you come back soon. But he had a great year as a closer. If Buck Showalter was like, okay, because you're so good, Edwin, because you're so good at your job, we're going to have you start a couple games. And at the end of the year for the reliever of the year award, the argument was, well, you started too many games. So you can't be the closer of the year, right? That's a technicality. He did not lose because he isn't the better sixth man. He lost because of a technicality. The Boston candidate for sixth man is Derek White because he was good enough to come off the bench and start in certain games. Okay. Congrats, Malcolm yep. Brogdon. You won the propaganda well, award. Shout out to the the only true, smart, intelligent people from Boston that I acknowledge, like Ryan Rosillo, and uh, I believe Zach Lowe is kind of from Boston, so I'll give him that. He, and anybody well, he, else who voted for Emmanuel quickly. He, he covered Boston for a while. Look, I, I, let me give Malcolm Brogdon this. He was the more efficient of the two players. He had the higher usage of the two players. And he had the higher assist rate of the two players. I mean, he, he was, again, if you're just looking at individual stats, even though they average exactly the same amount of points per game, um, like if you're just looking at individual stats, Brogdon, Brogdon does have them there. I think we've evolved as an NBA community to the point where we should consider other things other than that. Anyway, okay. I know we have some Before super I know you got to run. Yeah. Uh, so just yeah. from the show that we enjoyed over the summer, the, the yeah. Lakers show, 
show the yeah. showtime or whatever it's called. Yes. Just, I want to quote that show and maybe you can play a game with me. Repeat after me. Fuck Boston. <laughs> Fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. <laughs> Fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. Okay. I got it out of him. If you want to run, I'll read the super chats. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna Oh around. you got him. We'll, we'll go right, we we'll got, go through real quick. Uh all right. eight. Kevin Danishevsky predicted he would lose it back in January, but deserved to win it. John, can you think of a similar robbery for six man of the year? Feels rather unprecedented. Off the top of my head, no. I, I I'm sure if I did sit down to think about it for a while, um, I, I I'd be able to um I'd be able to think of something. I, I'm gonna I'll go through it. I again it's it was a close finish. Um yeah, it was a close finish. I'm gonna I'll think about that one some more, but I don't have anything off the top of my head. Unfortunately, uh, Robert Cross, of course, legend of GMAC has delivered once more emergency, emergency live stream. Nothing about it, Manu, quickly. Now, Hashtag Robert, 53 wins. Now, Robert, leave me alone. Thank you. There you go. Jesse M. IQ 11, four and three on 40, 33, 81 splits till January 1st, 37 games. I think that's I that was the other thing I was going to say. Emmanuel quickly offensively for the first 20. It, it really started to turn for him in the middle of December. Um, right around, yeah, middle of December is when it really started to turn. You know, there were two months before that. Now, for the final four months of the season, he was incredible. But if you want to say that the first couple months of the year offensively for him um, are part of the reason why he's not getting this award, I think that's fair. Uh, Richard, what's going on, Richard? Thank you for the generous contribution, my man. Sadly, in my opinion, this reflects the lack of respect for us as a franchise. If quickly did what he did as a Celtic, um, we would have won. Well, the thing I will say to that, and I'm bad job by me not bringing it up because I do think this was also a big part of this award. The Celtics are the best team in the league, or excuse me, the second best team in the league. They finished with the second best record in the league. They finished with the best net rating in the league. And I do think that there is a sentiment that if they did not have Malcolm Brogdon and that Malcolm Brogdon was such a key piece for them playing 26 minutes a game for 67 games, they would not have been the team with the best net rating in the league. Because, again, even though his individual on off was a negative, theoretically, whoever they would have gotten to play those minutes instead of Malcolm Brogdon, um, you know, would have been worse. Uh, or excuse me, I should say his plus minus was negative. It's on off, still, it's still positive. But yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, LDS, Derek White is the Celtic sixth man. Amen to Andrew's point. <laughs> I agree with that, even though technically he's not. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. I'm getting agitated on this emergency live stream. When does game three start? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, game three starts in 23 hours and... 51 and a half minutes from now. I'm glad I was able to answer that question, Robert. Dom Cappuccini, forget the six man now. I can't even say I'm surprised. Just show up the rest of the series. That's the most important thing. Yeah, it is the most important thing. But at the same time, like I just turned on TNT and, you know, they got Malcolm Brogdon in studio. They got Jamal Crawford, once a Nick, always a Nick, uh, coming out, handing him the award. Like, that would have been a really cool moment for a kid. And I say kid because there have only been in the last, I think, 20 or 30 years, two players who are who are kind of earlier in their career, young, excuse me, younger, not earlier in their career because Ben Gordon won it, but younger than quickly that that won this thing. And it was Tyler Harrow, Hero, excuse me, 
and James Harden. And I think it would have been cool for quickly to join those two guys in particular, but I feel bad for him. That's all. Um, but hopefully it gives them some extra motivation. Juanon, is there possibly any Knicks media relationship that might have led to some New York bias? Make this make sense, John. No, I mean, make it make sense. It was close enough to enough people and enough people could come up with arguments for Brogdon that I don't think... Now, is it, look, are there, is there a bias against the Knicks? I, that's a hell of a lot more realistic to me than there being a bias in favor of the Knicks, and that's why Emmanuel quickly was being tied for the award in the first place. That That's nonsense. And then Kevin Danishevsky going to call uh, him about because I respect... Going to call him out because I respect him. Andy Larson's snub was egregious. Voted for Walker Kessler because of analytics and then voted bribed and pathetic. And that, look, this is another part of it, which is like <laughs> convenient theories for me. You know, this is how the NBA awards process works in large part. Not everybody, not everybody. Some people are like, look, and I, it's okay where you disagree with somebody's process. I disagree with a part of the process of one Zach Lowe, who has as part of a tiebreaker um, for his awards, like, I give the tie to the better player. If you're just a better guy, I'm going to vote for you. That's his process, but he holds it true uniformly throughout his entire voting in 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 awards that reward you know individual greatness for a season. To pick and choose when you when you want to make the analytics case and when you don't, like that's nonsense. It's nonsense. Cosine two more. New York Knicks fan, um, please talk about adjustments to be made for the next game. Um, I will do a shameless plug for today's Knicks Film School newsletter. I talked about a bunch of them there. Um, also on today's SNY, the putback, I will say, I think, uh, speaking of Emmanuel quickly, get Emmanuel quickly on the floor with the starters more. Um, be a little bit more creative in your uh, screen game uh, up high and wherever you're setting your screens and how many screens you're setting and who you're setting screens with and all those sorts of things. And I, as has been said, literally dozens of times by every content creator and media person over the last couple of days, quicker decisions, quicker decisions, quicker decisions, quicker decisions. Um, stagnation is death against Cleveland and uh, not shooting the three pointer is death. So look for more threes. Um, how do you do that? When you get an offensive rebound, kick it out. When you're on a fast break, kick it out. Um, you know, you have enough decent shooters on this team. Quentin Grimes, the aforementioned Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin, um, you know, to, to feel good about that as a strategy. And then the last one. Will Oliver, maybe a blessing in disguise if it motivates him tomorrow. Here's the best part about Emmanuel quickly. I've never once questioned that kid's motivation. Not once. And I, I will it motivate him a little bit more? It might. I I I and I would oh man. I mean it, it would wouldn't be able to be happy. It wouldn't be possible unless both teams made it to the conference finals, which let's win another game in the series first. But um to 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 match up against Boston one more time. That would be cool. Um yeah, listen, it is what it is, right? Sucks. And that'll wrap it up. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Wish we had better news tonight. Um, I uh, Who are we rooting for in uh, Philly, Brooklyn? I have this game on right now. Um, Black Sunday. <laughs> Sounds good to me. 
I'm All probably right. Philly, but probably Brooklyn because then it helps an agenda if the other guy gets eliminated in the first round. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm rooting for the New York Rangers tonight, Dom. That's what I'm rooting for. God bless. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for checking it out. Don't forget, subscribe to the channel. Uh, you know, Leave a nice review of the whole thing, and we will uh, see you tomorrow. He's up. Boston.